Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to The Audible. I'm Stuart Mandel from Fox Sports. It is signing day, and my usual co-host Bruce Feldman is not with us because he is out covering signing day at a school to be revealed later. But in the meantime, um, I'm doing something pretty cool. I'm welcoming a whole bunch of coaches on throughout the day, which we will be churning out as several different podcast episodes. This one includes Bob Stoops from Oklahoma and then James Franklin from Penn State. Uh, in Bob Stoops' case, Oklahoma has signed its highest-ranked class since 2010, which is pretty, uh, pretty impressive given the run they've had in the back-to-back Big 12 titles and obviously the playoff appearance two years ago. We uh, I get into the effect that had on this class with him. And then with James Franklin, I mean, nobody's enjoying probably a bigger recruiting bump right now than he is coming off Penn State's Big 10 title season and Rose Bowl appearance, which obviously marked uh, a huge change in the whole atmosphere around Penn State, obviously, from the way it had been since the time he first got there and was still dealing with sanctions and obviously the aftermath of the Jerry Sandusky scandal. So for those of you listening who maybe don't come to the Audible regularly, I would encourage you to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or Stitcher, anywhere you get podcasts. And like I said, new episodes will be popping in uh, throughout the day Wednesday as I interview various different coaches. So obviously go check your feed and then check it again later to see who might be popping in there. And also you can follow me on SL Mandel at Twitter. I'll be posting the links as soon as they become available. All right, very excited to be joined right now by Oklahoma coach, Bob Stoops uh, signed a class that all the recruiting experts have ranked very high, uh, in fact, in the top 10. And I'm, I'm sure, Bob, you don't put as much stock in those rankings as other people. But, I mean, it's got to be a bit validating, right, to have a class. I mean, this is your highest ranked class in seven years. Uh, sure. You know, it, it, to, to some degree, you're right. And, you know, only only a little bit of time, you know, will tell on how everybody pans out. But we love the class. We're elated about it. The uh, the young men, the, the you know, just the way they are as people, along with you know, of course, their talent, talented guys, and and uh, so anyhow, no, we uh, we feel great about it. Now you have or had eleven early enrollees. First of all, is that the most you've had? Absolutely. We, we haven't been close to that, maybe four or five, I think, uh, other years. So uh, might have been high for us. So uh, definitely, you know, having 11 of them here to give you more depth in the spring and to give them further along going into the fall has been, is, is going to be really be great. You know, I think uh, we don't necessarily know from the outside what it really means for a guy. You know, they know they're going to be there for spring practice, but how important is it that they're in your um, off-season program, you know, right from the start, just like everybody uh, else that's coming back from last season? 
Yeah, it makes a big difference, though. They'll be able to, you know, just the way they're to work out at that level with our other guys, you know, we'll get them further along in their this building power, speed, and strength to give them a, a better opportunity to be effective and make a difference in the fall. You guys going into next season have, um, you know, a, a star quarterback coming back, obviously, in Baker Mayfield. You've got to replace a lot of other guys everybody knows well or knew well in, in uh, P. Ryan, Mixon, Westbrook. Which of these guys in this class are you counting on to uh, try to help fill that void? Well, the uh, the running backs, we, we love all of them. You know, uh, two guys are already on campus. Uh, junior college, Marcella Sutton and Trey Sermon uh, and Kennedy Brooks will be in in the in you know uh, in the summer. So those guys at running back need to be able to step up. Uh, and then you know to replace Dee Dee Westbrook, we've got uh, one guy in already, Marquise Brown, uh, junior college guy with ex- exceptional speed, uh, speed that's similar to Dee Dee's. And then we've got two great you know freshmen coming in in June that were highly recruited C.D. Lamb and Charleston Rambo to, to help replace D.D. Is Charleston Rambo, is that, does he have the coolest name of anybody you've signed in your almost two decades at Oklahoma? Yeah, C.D. Lamb next, next to it is pretty <laughs> pretty catchy, too. So Yeah, that's so how I anyway, noticed that in your class. Yeah, you know, especially when you just had a D.D. also. Right. Now you got a C.D. and, uh, and Charleston Rambo and C.D. Lamb, so they, they go pretty well. But they're great young men and really uh, been excellent players. I'm curious, you know, you guys, obviously you have to start planning a class and what you're going to need a year or more in advance, and you don't necessarily know or knew at that time who's going to turn pro in particular, you know, some of your, your most valuable offensive players. How do you account for that? Is that, did you have a hunch and maybe that's why you're signing so many running backs or getting some of those Juco guys? Yeah, we always have an idea, not, not, you know, of who, who has the potential to be one of those guys. And we're aware of that. And then, you know, we gauge it as we're going through the season, you know, how it's going and, you know, and what we feel might happen. So uh, it's something that, you know, you have to be aware of. And, um, you know, that, and then once it, you're, you know, once you're into the back half of the season, you, uh, you start having some conversations, you know, towards the end of the year with, with you know, these young guys and what, what you think they're, you know, their intention is. Your quarterback is a guy who committed in, I'm looking here, June of 2015, which seems like an eternity ago. Um, and stayed true all throughout. And I believe during that time you added Kyler Murray. Uh, obviously, Baker's coming back again. What does that say that he uh, apparently is just undeterred by that and is going to go ahead and, and, and come to Oklahoma? Yeah, just uh, confidence in himself and, and trusting our system and that there's a place for him to make a difference and he'll have every opportunity to compete to be the guy. Um, you know, much like when, when Baker Mayfield decided to, to walk on and transfer to Oklahoma, Trevor Knight was just winning the Sugar Bowl MVP as a redshirt freshman beating Alabama. And uh, he decided, well, that's where I'm going to go to school and be the quarterback. So you love guys with that kind of, kind of confidence. How did he, by starting so early, uh, maybe help you? Because the players recruit the other players, uh, as we know. How did him getting on board early and staying um, impact or, or maybe help recruit some of the other guys in this class? Yeah, it made a big difference. Uh, not only Chris, but several guys getting on early and really forming a bond and, and, uh, and a great relationship, you know, with each other and with us. 
and uh, continuing to recruit other guys. Now, obviously, you've had lots and lots of success over the years, national championship, national championship games, and I'm curious if, because, you know, you start recruiting these guys so far ahead of time that it's not like you see an immediate bump usually from the end of a season to February, but I would imagine most of this class was recruited off the um, 2015 season, making the college football playoff and all the exposure that comes with that. How, how if anything, did that um, kind of spark recruiting? Oh, I'm sure it made a difference. I, I think two things, winning the Big 12 championship, uh, you know, I, I think is a major factor in getting in uh, not only the playoff, but just like this year, winning it and being in the Sugar Bowl and winning the Sugar Bowl. They all go hand in hand. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, it's it's made an impact on, you know, last year's class that you're you're talking about 2017 and hopefully it will for the 2018 guys as well. And finally, I'm curious, every coach's opinion on this, I'll be asking it a lot today, but it looks like we're probably going to have by this time next year, a December signing date, which obviously changes, you know, the recruiting calendar in a significant way. Also earlier official visits. How will that impact you guys? Uh, I don't know that it'll impact us much. Um, you know, we we have a lot of traffic coming through early. We've already well into our 2018 class with um, contacts and them, uh, you know, unofficial visits to our campus. Uh, I think the December, you know, sometime around Christmas to coincide with junior college signing and with so many players going to school, like we have nine high school guys already on our campus that they have a signing somewhere around December 20th, uh, I, I think is a positive. Uh, but how much it'll change things if, if that's the direction it goes, I don't know that it'll change our calendar all that much. But I, I, I do think it's a positive that we do it. Yeah, I would think one of the main effects, right, is you don't have to spend January re-recruiting some of the guys who other coaches are trying to flip at the last minute. Uh, I guess that, but but again, I think there's the trend. I don't think it's going to reverse. There's going to be more and more young guys heading to college, you know, there in in early January also. So it gives them an opportunity to have a signing day. Right. All right. Well, congratulations on a great class today, Bob, and thanks so much for joining me. All right, Stuart. Great, great to be with you. All right, guys. We'll get back to the podcast in a minute, but first, I wanted to talk about our sponsor this week, and that is. Blue Apron. I just tried Blue Apron myself. It was great. A box showed up at my door. I opened it and in there refrigerated and even there was even a freezer section. All the ingredients you need for three meals for the week. We cooked some delicious enchiladas, chicken enchiladas the other night. And you could really, really tell that these are fresh, high quality ingredients as Blue Apron says. And so here's the deal. For less than $10 per person per, per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. You choose from a variety of new recipes each week or let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. And recipes are not repeated within the year, so you'll never get bored. Each meal comes with step-by-step, easy-to-follow recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients and can be prepared in 40 minutes or less. I can attest to that. It was a nice, quick, and easy meal to prepare for dinner the other night. Also, Blue Apron's freshness guarantee promises that every ingredient in your delivery arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right. So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free 
free with shipping by going to blueapron.com audible. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com audible. All right, I'm pleased to be joined here on signing day by Penn State coach James Franklin. Wrapped up another great recruiting class. And uh, and before we get into that, James, I'm just curious, how different is the vibe around Penn State, Happy Valley, just everybody with the program coming off the season you guys just had? Well, people are excited. I mean, you know, we, we have not won a, a Big Ten championship in over 20 years. So you know, the fact that we were able to win a Big Ten championship in our third year you know, after taking over some some really challenging situations, I think it speaks volumes about the type of kids that we have here and the staff that we have. I'm just really proud. So yeah, our, our community is excited. The Lettermen are excited. Um, you know, um, you know the students, obviously our fans. Uh, it's it's a special place, and you know, there's no doubt there's a buzz around campus now. And you got to remember too, we only had one senior on offense and only three on defense. So we're one of the youngest teams in the country. So we got a lot of guys coming back too. Yeah, which means that everybody's going to expect you to do even better this coming season. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's not like uh, Penn State you know, doesn't always have expectations. I mean, my first year we had 65 scholarships, and there was really high expectations. Last year we had 75 scholarships, and there was really high expectations. So you know, that's part of the you know, that's the nature of the beast when you're at a school like Penn State with such great history and traditions and, and all those wonderful things. Um, you know, that, that's part of it. So we embrace it. I know this is a couple months late, but I haven't had a chance to ask you what clicked, what happened about, you know, a third or between a third and a halfway between that season um, where you guys, especially on offense, just kind of exploded. You know, everybody talks about the offense. I think the special teams was just as important. And you know, we did a great job winning field position, you know, week in and week out. You know, I, like I mentioned, I, you know, people say, well, what clicked? We're one of the youngest teams in the country. You know, we, only had 65 scholarships year one, 75 scholarships last year. This is our first year back to 85 scholarships and, and still really young. So, you know, as, as our guys gained experience and built confidence, we were able to kind of build on that and had some fun. The locker room was great. We had really good leadership. Um, and, and, you know, we just started having fun and playing with some confidence. So let's talk about how that translates to recruiting. I got to think the first couple years there, um, as you went out on the trail, your pitching guys on come help us bring Penn State back. What is it like now to go out there and say come play for the Big Ten champs? Well, you know a lot. A lot has changed. I mean, when I took over, when I took over the program, um, you know the the last the previous three years before I took over, I think the average rank recruiting class was 40th. Um, and and our last three years, if you take out the year where you know it was I got the job in January, you take that year out. I think we've averaged 16, a rank of 16. So I don't know if there's a program in the country that's made that big of a jump in such a short period of time. We've still got a lot of work to do. Um, but, yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that, you know, there's there's an excitement about the program. I think the success we had this year had an impact on this class. But I think more importantly, it's going to have an effect on, you know, this coming class, coming up the 18 class, the 19 class, because these kids have grown up in high school watching Penn State be really successful. So, you know, we're going to continue building on it. Yeah, and I know you can't obviously can't talk about that class at all yet in, in detail, but, I mean, just if, if I go on the, the various recruiting sites right now, it looks like you guys are off to a, a very hot start. 
Yeah, you know, some people have us as the number one uh, you know, ranked recruiting class in the country right now for 2018. We want to continue to build on that. Got a lot of uh, you know young people across the country that are excited about our program and calling. We had a great junior day the other day, so um, you know it's it's it you know it's going to be different. There's no doubt about it. You know the most important thing is we got to find guys that are great fits at Penn State, great fits academically, you know, great fits socially, and then guys that have a burning desire to be great on the football field and are willing to compete. You know, and that's one of the things I think it's really going to help us elevate the whole program is we're going to have legitimate competition two, three deep at pretty much every position, you know, and we didn't have that. When I, when I got the job, we had nine scholarship offensive linemen in the program and you typically should have anywhere between 15 and 18 at most division one programs. So, you know, we're at 17 right now, you know, we're healthy. Um, and it's just going to create really good competition. Not only is it going to make our linemen better, but it's going to make the D linemen better that go against those guys that practice every day. Mm-hmm. Um, in this class, uh, the quarterback, Sean Clifford from Cincinnati my hometown, uh, he committed to you guys in the summer of 2015. And at that point, um, the offense had been struggling. It, it, it you know, you, you didn't end up making the, the staff changes that you did until after that coming season. Um, what was the key to keeping him in the fold and, and, you know, keeping him convinced that, you know, you guys were going to, that this would be a place where he could have a lot of success? It wasn't hard at all. You know, he believed in us. Um, never wavered. Mom and dad, awesome. Uh, won the state championship this year. Um, as a guy that can make plays with his, with his, with his brain, can make plays with his arm, can make plays with his feet. Um, you know, and and he believed in us. He believed in us really early, early um, in the process. He saw this coming before maybe a lot of other people didn't. And you know, obviously, we were able to go out this year and 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 reinforce that he made a great decision. By getting on board it when he did, how important was he in maybe helping uh, recruit the rest of the class along with you? Really important. I think if you look, that's what happens a lot of times. The quarterbacks, they get on early and they use their leadership um, to, to recruit other guys. He's a guy that, you know, whether you're a country kid, a city kid, um, you know, wherever your background is from, guys like, you know, being around him, they're drawn to him. And, uh you know, he's got he's got all the intangibles that you want for the position. You know, smart guy, great family, discipline, structure. Um, you know, can really you know he works really hard, but he has fun while he's doing it, and he's a winner. You know, he took a he took a you know a program this year, his high school program. There's a lot of injuries. They lost a lot of guys before the season started, and you know he had some injuries early in the season. He took that team on his back down the playoff run and won a state championship. So I think those traits are really important. Trace McSorley was a guy that took our starting quarterback was a guy that took his high school team to four straight state championships in the state of Virginia. So you know winning is important. There's an it factor there. Lamont Wade is a guy who's the highest rated guy in the class by most sites and is already there uh, enrolled early. Um, cornerback from from there in Pennsylvania. Um, tell us a little bit about him and where you see him fitting in. Well, he's a guy that's been really kind of going through this recruiting process hot and heavy since he was in ninth grade. So um, he's a mature guy. He's seasoned. Uh, mom and dad and little sister were awesome. They were kind of big supporters of us from the beginning. Um, you know, the success I do think had an impact on, on him. Um, you know, and, and he's a developed guy, you know, he's, he's, he's not only is he here early, but he also came in, you know, came in physically prepared. He's put together already. 
So, you know, this training with us is only going to magnify that, you know. So, um, you know, the the best part about recruiting rankings is once you show up on campus, they don't matter anymore whether you're a two-star guy or a five-star guy. Now you got to go out and earn it, and I know he's excited about the opportunity to do that. You know, looking for him to factor in at corner, factor in at nickel, possibly safety, and then as a return man as well. And so, like you said, once they get on campus, the, the rankings don't matter. Who is somebody or maybe even a couple guys in this class who didn't get as much attention who you think might surprise people? Well, the guy that I would probably mention, you know, there's a lot of guys I could single out, but the guy that probably jumps to my mind first is, and I know it sounds ridiculous when you say you're saying a four-star guy was, you know, underrated, but Etor Matos is a guy that, that we think has got a chance to be special. He's got tremendous length. He's over six foot five. He's already almost 240 pounds. He came to camp and ran really, really well, like elite well. And then he was unbelievably productive this year, you know. So he's a guy that I think should have been, you know, um, you know, playing in every one of those all-star games. And, you know, you know, again, none of those things really matter because at the end of the day, he's going to have an opportunity to prove to the, to the country um, and specifically the, the Penn State fan base how special he is. It's in, in just in, in talking with you right now, you know, it seems like you are pretty aware of the star rankings that these guys have um, and where and obviously you mentioned earlier where your class is ranked. Bruce Feldman, my usual co-host here, we have a, a running debate over whether the recruiting rankings, the guy, people that do the recruiting rankings are in general accurate, right? They're never going to be 100 percent. But I mean, where do you fall on that? Do you, you guys do your own evaluations do they fairly match up well with where the recruiting services see them? Or do you look at it and go, you know, gosh, these guys aren't seeing the same thing we are. Yeah, no, I think they, I think they do. I mean, everybody wants to always point out the exception and don't, and don't get me wrong. We're not recruiting guys based on their rankings, but it's a piece of information. Their transcript is a piece of information. Their measurables is a piece of information. Their high school tape is a piece of information. The rankings is a piece of information. The offers that they have is a piece of information. All those things, they, 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 they have an impact on it. And everybody always wants to point out the exception. Well, you know, we can say the same thing about the NFL. And the NFL spends more resources than anybody on it. Look at Tom Brady, you know, drafted in the sixth round and may go down as the greatest quarterback in NFL history. So, um, you know, there's always going to be exceptions. But, you know, I think if you look the teams that are playing, you know, for national championships and playoffs and in big bowls year in and year out, they, they end up having pretty high ranked recruiting classes. So, um, yeah, I think I think there's a correlation there. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt about it. You know, we're going to offer kids that we think are great players. If that happens to align with what the rankings are, wonderful. But, um, you know, it's just it's just a piece of information for us. Right. All right. You and I are on the exact same page on that. And I'm going to rub it in, in Bruce's face the next time we talk. Well, Bruce is my guy, too, just so you know. I'm a big <laughs> fan of Bruce. Uh, everybody is. Uh, my last thing for you, um, and I'm asking every coach about this today, we will probably by this time next year have a December signing date. Um, a big change, obviously, to the recruiting calendar. What impact, if at all, will that have on you guys? Well, I think what's going to happen is most of the guys are going to sign on that. You know, the, the first signing day is going to become the signing day. You know, I'm a little bit of a traditionalist. I think there's there's some challenges that we have with the current model, but I also worry about 
uh, unforeseen consequences to some of the decisions that we make moving forward and how it changes the calendar, how it changes the model that we currently have. Um, but I also appreciate people who work really hard to try to come up with a system that may be better. So, um, you know, for us, we're always going to edu- educate ourselves as much as we possibly can on the process and what the rules are. And then we're going to work like crazy to, to represent Penn State the right way and bring in the right people you know, to, to this university and this community. So, um, you know, we're going to embrace however it plays out. All right. Well, James, congratulations again on on a great class today and all the success you obviously had this past season. And thanks so much for joining me. I really, really appreciate it, brother. And uh, if anything we can do to help you in the future, let us know and tell Bruce I said hi. We will. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.